Well, listeners, it's time for this. Um, welcome back. It is the 2019 review, WSL Manchester United Women. We're talking all things women's football. I'm joined by Matt from the Barmy Army. Matt, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Rodney? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It feels as if I'm, you know, as, as an honorary member of the Barmy Army, I'm talking to you guys a hell of a lot. <laughs> what <laughs> can know. I say, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like almost like Christmas Day. You know, when you you're forced to eat with your siblings and you're <laughs> unable you're unable to leave the Christmas table and go away and play with your your Star Wars model. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't had enough of me yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'll tell you what will happen. The fact that we're talking again, people will start to talk that we're talking again. But let's be clear. I did ask Mark to come on, but he's busy yeah. tonight. So Mark, you're out. Mark, I'm sorry. You know, we got to do this. We got to talk right now. So you know, we can come back to you as an addendum, an appendix. <laughs> um, right. Let's get into it. The 2019 review. We did kind of almost mute the idea of oh, we'll go back and talk about last season. But let's, yeah. you know, last season was very special. Let's leave it there. Let's talk about. You know, the season for Manchester United since they've arrived in the WSL, but also about how the other teams have, have performed in the WSL and and who do you believe will be the, the out-and-out winner of, of this season's campaign um, from the, the, the group of teams that we've seen so far this year. But let's start with Manchester United women. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I spoke to Natalie literally 24 hours ago, it would seem like it was only two 24 hours ago. Um, we talked about who's the player that surprised us the most. We talked about, obviously, certain other issues within the WSL in terms of comments that were made by um, senior internationals. Um, from Manchester United women's point of view, do you believe, from what you've seen so far, that they will improve on what they've already shown or will they just slightly fall away because the momentum will be a little bit too much for them to continue with? You know, I think they will improve. I think, um, obviously, it's, it's the first season in the WSL. Um, obviously, we're only a few months into it. I think, for me, we can only go upwards. You know, this team is getting better every week. Now, obviously, there has been a, a few slight wobbles along the way. Whether yeah. that's defeats or even wins, where like you know the manager said we've not been at our best, but I, I do see this team going places, and I do think there's um there's a lot more to come um, from the group and from you know individuals. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely see see it being um, an improvement. Yeah, um, I mean I asked the question because there are so many different statistics that you can look at. Obviously, you can look at goal scorers. Obviously, you can look at goal difference. Obviously, you can look at, you know, the areas where um, the team haven't scored as many goals, like they're, like from midfield, for example, this yeah. season compared to last season. But then you've also got to look at last season, a lot of the girls were getting game time. Um, and that's not necessarily been the same case this season. So there has been... For me, there's been a major change, a big difference in how the team obviously have performed very well. But in terms of the personnel that, that have been used and the ones that haven't been used, you know, so I asked the question, will there be a drop off? Because if Casey 
so far has been steadfast in in the selection that she's chosen in terms of her, her, her first 11 and, and the backup players on the bench. I don't see her changing that much in the second part of the season. She'll want to make sure because it works, why, why change it? Um, and I wonder whether or not because of the lack of game time for those girls that have been on the bench, whether or not they're going to come in at a crucial point and add anything to push the team onto the levels that the Barmy Army <laughs> expect and want to see. But you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think, um, I, I mean, obviously you touch on the subs there. I think, you know, a, a lot of them will be wanting, I know I'm sure Casey's mentioned, they do want to, you know, they're, they're training hard. They do want to be involved. They're pushing kind of the starting 11 very hard every week. And she has said before, it's very difficult for her despite obviously it being a pretty much a consistent 11 each week, it's very hard to pick the team. Um, I mean, you've only got to look the likes of, say, Kirsty Smith. She started, then she's, I think she might have been injured. She's kind of in and out. Um, you know, Ella's been unfortunate and, you know, I mean, she scored five and then was benched the next week, you know. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, Lotta's, again, Lotta's kind of in and out. But for me, I, I do think that those players that are, benched or even not involved um, I do think they'll have a big part to play sort of come January I mean we've got Conti Cup um, we will be in the FA Cup as well we've got the league to contend with and let's not forget we've we've still got the same size squad as last year we still have 21 players now that yeah. said if you think five of them are goalkeepers obviously discounting Chamberlain so that's four yeah. you can't you're not looking at many outfield players. So I think, like I said, come January, I think that's where this squad will be important. And listen, we might not see rotations every week, but um, like I, I had a conversation with you after the Birmingham game on the Wednesday, and I did say, you know, Lizziana, again, was fantastic. Yeah. And she's come on and she's proved a point and um, she's done really well. And I just think for me, you know, we will have to utilise this squad, especially in the new year after Christmas. Yeah. Do you know, it's it's you might correct me on this and I, I may may have made a mistake in my thinking. I don't recall um, seeing, and maybe it's, but maybe they have, Jane Ross and Lizzie Arnott playing together. Uh, cup games, I think. Cup games. Because yeah. I know definitely Wednesday, because um, Jane scored um, and Lizzie started as well. Um, and she actually, I think she, yeah, she scored the first one. Mm. Um, prior to that, what was that? Before that was Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but again, Lizzie had a very good game against Leicester. Yeah. I think when given the chance, you know, these players are showing what they can do. The ones that might not have been involved, which kind of links back to what I was saying before about you know the the need to be pushing the regular eleven all the way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange in terms of the team formation, and even as uh, you mentioned Lizzie, and I thought you know her wing play is very good. She's very direct. She gets the ball yeah. across. Um, she's very good at, in terms of looking for her teammate when she's get she has the ball. Um, I wonder if Casey would be kind of, let's say bold is the wrong word, to be a cheeky to kind of change the, 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 the personnel in terms of the positions that they play and have Lizzie start a game and maybe not necessarily start with, you know, everyone's favourite girl, Jackie Gronin, and yeah. put Kirsty in that position in the middle and see what she does from there in terms of, um, she does the high press, she has a good yeah. shot, she's got a good eye for goal. And, um, and if things don't work out, then obviously um, she can make changes to those on the wing. It's just, for me, there's, there's, it's very easy for me to look at and probably you guys as well to say, you know, the difference between this season and last season 
it you know has been the number of goals scored and yeah. you know it's um the style of play has been good the application has been great and you know standout players who would be the player that goes on top of the christmas tree there are no mince pies for me and you today my friend no 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 mold wine you know i'm drinking hot squash that's the tipple of the day yeah don't laugh it's just you know i'm keeping it real as they say um <laughs> uh i just wondered if if she would try and change the formation for those for those wsl games to, to get those girls on the pitch in a different position so that they get game time uh, yeah i mean for me i wouldn't necessarily change positions i just don't think we can afford to take that gamble um no matter who we play whether it's bottom of the league or you know, I just think, like you said, somebody like Hans Hansen Central. I mean, last year we did see quite a few, but we could afford to do it in a poor league, and we knew we were going to win regardless. I think this year, for me, I mean, a change in formation, yes, you know, I, I'd agree with that. You know, definitely play to kind of your strengths, or depending on who you're playing. If we're coming up against the Chelsea, mm. um, I mean, I've I've always favoured the wing backs. It's yeah. kind of you know a, a three-five-two, um, packing out yeah. the midfield. Now, whether you do that against, say, a a Chelsea or a Man City when we play them at home, um, possibly Arsenal away. Um, but in, I mean, in terms of looking to get kind of everyone involved, I mean, listen, sacrifice is going to have to be made. You know, if somebody's not pulling the weight, then they don't deserve the place. It's as simple as that. And I'm pretty sure Casey'd say the same. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, I just think those players are already short on minutes. I think to ask them to play somewhere that might be unfamiliar. Um, I mean, to be fair though. I'm going to yeah. make my words here in a yeah, way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Turner has been fantastic at right back, and Martha Harris has been very solid at right back and left back. So. Yeah, so I see. I was <laughs> waiting for you to finish so I could jump in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you were going to say that. You see, no, listen, credit where credit's due, um, especially at the back because that's like you know you, you kind of last resort on the pitches and and then your goalkeeper, but. I don't know. I think for me, training um, is your one where you you know you'd be trying your kind of your attacking type of players in uh, in a different position. But I think for me, just stick to what we've got. We are very heavy in sort of central midfield that number ten role. Um, so for me, I just think you know why not have Lizzie and uh, Kirsty battling for the position on the right. You know, I, I still don't think, and I say this most weeks, I still don't think Jess is, you know used effectively, shall we say, on that right-hand side. For me, she's a forward, and that that's just that. And then, obviously, Leah's pretty set on the left. Um, I don't see many taking that uh, position. The only person I could see changing would be Tooney. I watched Tooney, obviously, um, very early on in her career, and she played as, a, like, a wide forward. Yeah. Um, so, rather than kind of behind the forward or centrally, like she has been for Casey, she's been kind of the main person either up front alongside somebody in a two or, like, a wide forward in, like, a front three. So for me, that could work. That could probably also work with Lizzie, but I'd yeah. probably avoid Lizzie kind of centrally just for those reasons. Again, it's kind of adapting. I think it took Ella. I remember a conversation with her, and it was like it took her a while to kind of adapt and get used to kind of the role last year in that central position, especially when she hadn't had many minutes for Man City. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what what would Ella's best position be? Do you know what? I mean, she's doing very well now in the central behind as a number ten. So I'm kind of I'm I'm pretty set on that now. However, um. You know, two two years at Blackburn, she was a wide forward and a centre forward and scored something like 35, 38 goals each season consistently. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man City played her in a similar role. I think it was wide right or sometimes in the wide, right mm. wing. 
Um, so she's versatile, like, but but I, I just like what Casey's done with her now in the middle. I think, you know, I, I was kind of against it at the start of last year, thinking, what, like, what, what's going on here? This isn't, you know, mm. what she was used to and what I knew. But I think, yeah, de- definitely now in that number 10, she just, I don't know, it's just the energy. You know, she will track back, she'll get forward. She actually scored a very good goal, a late run yeah, to the box on that went against Birmingham. It was a nice bit of play there from LJ on the wing. I think it went to Lizzie. Backhill. Nice backhill, that wasn't it? Into Tooney, and then uh, yeah, nice bending shot to the uh, thing. But she does, she's she's listen, she's improved loads since obviously you know, yeah. the early days at Blackburn and Man City, so it's just good to see. But I, uh, I'm not massively a fan of changing people out of the normal position, yeah. really. Well, you see, you, you, you've you spoken so well <laughs> and, and you know, coherently, but you know, I'm going to say Martha Harris on at left back is definitely something you, you look at. Her in her position so far this season, and you'll say, Well, yeah. you know, if she can do it, and you know, we rave about all of the other players, I'm sure they could if they were asked to do it. And I, I just for me, it's just <clears throat> trying to think of a different way for the team to score more goals in games. You know, they've yeah. got a goal difference of about 10. Um, yeah. the other the, the other teams above them have got you know plus 15, mm. and uh, obviously, they've got world class. Top class strikers, should I say? I'm gonna say let's not go too far, you know, before no. people start giving me a hard time um, <laughs> and saying, you know, where's the love? Um, but it, it's just something to think about. So, you know, you, you you believe that they'll be they won't dip off in terms of their form. They'll be consistent in terms of the games because they've got some really. I mean, the second half of the season is interesting. It's it's going to be it's going to start yeah. obviously with Bristol who are have swapped places with Liverpool, you know, <laughs> but, since yeah. we last spoke. You know, see what happens, you get a point and you get off the bottom. So Bristol yeah. are now propping up the league like the Iron Man of the WSL. That said, they have a game in hand, though, so hopefully, fingers crossed, they pick up something. And yeah, <laughs> what, get, what? Well, their first game is the uh, against United, so well, not, not, not that game, obviously, but <laughs> the game in hand. I mean, not the first game after Christmas, the game in hand, they pick up something and put Liverpool back down there. Yeah, so and the following game is Liverpool. Man United have got Liverpool on the 12th, then they've got Brighton, then they've got Spurs, and then they've got Reading away. And Reading will be smarting from the last game. They will be looking yeah. to get some kind of revenge. They they played very, very well uh, in their last game against a, a very good Spurs team who played some really good football yeah. um, and caught them on the counter-attack. And, and what I noticed from, from Reading in their play, uh, which is something that I, I probably didn't see so much when they played Manchester United, but maybe they, it kind of escapes me, is their corners... They literally crowd the goalkeeper so that mm. she has no movement at all. You know, very she, it's unable for the for her to jump. And um, the delivery is obviously Farrah Williams' deliveries are fantastic. So, mm. you know, that game in itself is going to be interesting. So I see all of these games if, you know, um, the girls have had a very good time. You know, they've got the mistletoe out and the old glitter dust and <laughs> sparkly heels, and they've had a little bit too much mince pies. Well, I do the mince pies, but you know what I mean. The old after eight mints, yeah. and they come back, um, and their focus is a little bit off. I'm just wondering if they'll intensity, if they're going to come with it from the very beginning. Mm. And you, you just have to ask it. This is something that I had a conversation with the other day, with someone the other day. We were talking generally about fo- football, and this is something that always. And we talked about it when we watched it and when we played it. And I'll ask you this. You know, at the kickoff, were you ever switched on? Were you always kind of like relaxed? 
Did you were you or do you, do you, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> the kickoff for the game, you mean? Yeah, the kickoff for the game, yeah. and you just kind of like you don't switch on until the ball's been kicked. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's a weird <laughs> one. That, isn't it? You can't just I don't know. I wouldn't tap in the zone. I'm far from that. I think, like you say, once the ball's been kicked, I'm kind of I don't know. I'm maybe it's just me, and obviously I've got like a, a sporting background and a kind of you know teaching background of sport. But I think I just I sit there and I look at like you know. Things like obviously formation, who's playing, how many's in the crowd, just ridiculous things like that, and kind of work things out. And then when they kick the ball, I'm like, oh right, we've got it. It's kind of like you're shocked into like I don't know some sort yeah. of thing. Does it? I, I get sidetracked a little bit too easily sometimes, and you see something. Oh, and then you're having a chat with somebody about it, and it's like something's happened down the other end, and it's just like bang bang. Some of these games are a blur to me. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm actually saying not just not just as a supporter, but I think I believe as a, as a player, there were moments when I'd be standing on the pitch, yeah, knowing it was kickoff, and I, I my mind would drift. Well, some some of them, I'm convinced it does. Is like stood there, like jumping up and now they're rubbing their hands because they're cold, and it's just like it's just I don't know, looking yeah. elsewhere. They, they will be focused. Maybe it's just how well they kind of play the yeah. I don't look focused face, but. It's what it's like the Everton game, the second half, and it, the second half was just a blur because nothing happened. It was literally a midfield battle, and it was just like couldn't couldn't recall anything. <laughs> I, I have to say that the midfield that, that that game was a really good game to watch. Obviously, I was yeah. watching it the, the comfort of my sofa, but the midfield you have to. I'm getting stick as it is. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh God, Shane, he sent that message. He hurt me literally. When I saw that, I just cried. Uh. <laughs> um, I Everton didn't move the ball as, as quickly as Manchester United, but they were very cute in their passing. I think what they, they did was they pretty much pinned our holding yeah. two. Yeah, I think they, they, they pinned them and kind of made sure that they cut out the pass and the supply line because they will dictate. Yeah. I mean, two two different players, you know, Haley's very physical and will get in there, and Zell's very technical, so. Yeah. You know, you've got a good balance of each area. I think if, you know, the, fair play to them. Like I said, you know, they, they, they had a game plan. They kind of, you know, but I think we, we do wear teams down when we get hold of that ball and we keep that ball. I mean, we've got so many options. We've got great passes of the ball. We've got people like Leo who are very direct. Hansen as well, physical, you know, Jess. So I think mm. teams, especially when they come to Lee, they're made to battle and they're yeah. made to know that they're in a game. So obviously their fitness from the other team's point of view has got to be pretty much, you know, bang on. But bang on. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say this. We've got a very good midfield. We've got a very good midfield. Talking about going to Lee, mm-hmm. I've got to make dates for March. I've been told by Torren and Ellen. They've told me on non-certain terms, get there. Obviously, that's when Shane sent his message about <laughs> season ticket. And um, I, be- I believe everyone has jumped in on that comment. But, you know. Apart so, from me, I just sit and observe and then I'll yeah. come back now. But no, the derby's in March, isn't it, as well? The derby is the 29th of March. So there's two good games. It's the 29th of March is the Man City game and the game yeah. before is West Ham, which West obviously Cup and the Cup. As well, yeah. 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 Um, so those those two guys. So I can only go to one. You know, <laughs> I have to choose which one because it's, tra- it's a Sunday. <laughs> it's it's, it's, oh, work, it's working... Working life. What day it is? Come, come, come up the Saturday. Stay over. Yeah. There you go. Sunday. What? Train stay, back. Sunday stay evening. over in the Holiday Inn in 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 Wigan. Well, I've oh no, God no, not in Wigan. No, I've had a better idea. Seeing as all these people are so keen to have you up, just just maybe hint. 
<laughs> you'll take your sleeping bag and maybe borrow a sofa for the week. Natalie will have you, I'm sure she will. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Oh, she just, she, I'd never sleep. <laughs> She'd no, be you talking. Won't. She'd talk, 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 talk. Uh, love you, Natalie. Love you. Uh, she's the boss. She's the boss. She knows she's the boss. Oh, she's even got she's... herself a little nice headshot now to go on these business I've cards. Seen, I've seen. I've seen. Has she? Yeah. Have you, have you not said that? No, I was winding her up the bit. I said, "Oh, I said you got a new profile picture there." I said, "I'm failing that. Stick it on your business cards." Um, yeah, I'm in number one, head of the gang. <laughs> no, to be fair, it's a good picture. It's a very good. It's just so funny. It's like a. Do you like the player headshots? Yeah. Like one of them where they're like all ready for action and that. It's just so funny. Oh, so funny. Oh, that's so funny. Um, right. WSL. Let's just go cover the other teams a little bit that link yeah. it into Manchester United, obviously. Um, in terms of the form, when you look at the league table, mm-hmm. um, obviously Manchester United are fourth. But in... There are there are other you know in terms of home games away games um, what's the other one the attack and defence the normal three Arsenal Man City and Chelsea are in that top that top four top three Man United are in terms of their away form they're eighth in terms of performance so you know the game against West Ham kind of pull them down in terms of the, the the league rankings for that. Obviously, Casey will want to look at, you know, addressing those away games, but the away, the, like the game against Reading away, um, the game against Arsenal away, Bristol City, the further into the end of the season, you know, she'll want to make sure that she wins those games comfortably. And obviously there's Liverpool, you know, <laughs> friendly. The big one, the, 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 the one that we will always deem to be um, easy three points, considering what's going on there. Um, I know it's, it's a shame. I, I, you know, I, I do feel for, for Liverpool because, I, you know, you want every team to do well. As much as they're being rivals, you want them to yeah. be financially supported and, and supported well by their, 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 you know, what you call it, sister club, brother club, you know, the, the, the umbrella club. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those things, so it's it's a bit sad there. And you want, uh, and for me, it really makes sense that Liverpool are in a league with Manchester United and WSL because you've got Man City, you have Chelsea, you have Arsenal. You really want to see Manchester United and Liverpool in those kind of comp- those those competitions and those those yeah, kind yeah. of fixtures. So it's it's sad. In terms of the the, the relegation, and this is where I'm going to ask you to to, to clarify because I've I've got a, an assumption which might be wrong. Um. One goes down. Yeah. One team goes down. How many teams come up? Two? Well, I think it's one this year one. because obviously Yeovil went down two leagues. So what they're doing is it's usually in the third tier, it's usually north v south. Yeah. And one goes up. But this year they're doing one from south up and one from north to bounce out the championship. Right. So obviously Yeovil should have gone into the championship, but that meant they had to because of the money problems they went down to the third tier, which kind of give them one too many. Which is funny. Liverpool have money yeah. problems. Well, not massively as bad as the likes of Yeovil and obviously Sunderland and Doncaster, but yeah, they do. Um, Birmingham's another one with money yeah. problems. Again, that's not run very well, but I think, yeah, it's def- definitely one down and one up because obviously at the moment it's tight between sort of three teams, Sheffield, Villa and Durham, which yeah. unfortunately for one of them, well, two of them really, means obviously yeah. they, they won't 
be coming up. It'll just literally yeah. be one, which I mean, I'd love to see both Villa and Sheffield up. I really would. Yeah, uh, not Durham. Oh God, no. Two very good away days at Sheffield and Villa, and you know, two great clubs. You know, they, they kind yeah. of they get what we do. We have a good relationship with them, um, their fans. You know, very welcoming clubs. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just uh, it's one of them really where unfortunately one misses out. Yeah, um, to be honest, looking at that that championship level, uh, it looks like Villa are, are, are playing great football. Yeah, um, they they might pip um, Sheffield, even though there's a connection with the Barmy Army. I believe that they're just Some a little bit. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> just saying. There's a there's a little bit of a gap between them and 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 Villa. I actually went to the Crystal Palace Durham game at the weekend. Mm. Um, not too far from me, and I thought desperate to go and get some uh, some some fresh air and watch football live. Um, Durham really did grab that game by the scruff of the neck from the minute they kicked off, mm. and were three 0 up um, by half time. Palace. Seemed all over the place, couldn't actually pass the ball around, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, when I looked at Durham in terms of how they were playing, I thought if they come up, they will cause WSL teams a problem because they're big, strong, they're, mm. they're big girls, they're tall, and, and there's two center backs with the you know, same height as me. And I was thinking, you know, the way they were actually going into challenges, you know, I was wincing. Fortunately, I was in the stands, so it was, it was a good thing. But they play very good football. They attack both down both flanks. They've got good control of the ball. The delivery from corners are very, very good. They have an understanding in terms of their set plays. Um, so I was looking at that and I was thinking, if they were to come up, that would be a, an additional problem for any WSL team. Looking at all of the other teams at the bottom of the WSL, I can see, this is why I asked about relegation. If yeah. there were two going down and the two coming up, or if it were three, as we know in men's football, the yeah. three that would come up would seriously enhance the WSL. Mm. I believe right now, because it is just one club, right? You know, everyone else who is not necessarily at the best level gets away with it. They get away, they get a free pass. The teams in the championship, Villa are playing good football. Mm-hmm. Sheffield are playing good football. You've seen them. Durham are playing good football, you know, and they are miles ahead of everyone else. Yeah. It almost seems unfair when mm-hmm. I talk about the WSL and the other teams that we've mentioned that are probably going to escape, that there is that kind of disparity. And, and I, I, there, the two questions that I have in terms of the two leagues, and hopefully, would there be an expansion of the WSL from the, the 12 teams that they currently have to make it bigger, you know, in terms of competitions? And the reason I say that it's because of the Conti Cup competition mm. in its in its group stage format, which I think is, I don't know, silly for a, a better word. Because I don't, uh, for me, it just seems so staged as a competition. You know, there's not there's no drama in this because everyone looks at the fixtures and goes, "Great, we're going to win this game." There's no tension. Yeah. There's no excitement in it. And I think if it's a cup competition, you turn up on the ninety minutes, you play your opponent. Winner takes all, and then you go into the next round. This format where you have um, midweek games, and that's because there aren't enough league games. And I don't. And for me, I just think there's a, there's another way for the WSL to kind of look at improving the number of fixtures by increasing the league, but also making it more competitive by looking at the players that are below and saying, right, we need to get them up so that the WSL is strong. 
And then yeah. the other teams in the championships think, right, this is what we need to do yeah. to get up. Because if you only got one one person getting in, you're just thinking, well, if we're not top spot, do I really need to try? You know, I'm not going to get in. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think for me, I've always wanted the league to be bigger. You know, even even before United were in the WS, I've always said, you know, that league would be half decent or a lot better, yeah. should I say, with 15, 16, 17 teams. Um, the thing I think that at the moment is stopping it is the money. Now, obviously, the kind of the TV deal is making it better for if you're in the top league already. Championship, I mean, you know, we got absolutely slated last year for being full-time. Now, this year, I think there's... Uh, I'm pretty sure most of Villa um, yeah. are full-time. Now, this the way it seems to have gone this year is there's more players individually that are full-time. Yeah. So, for example, I know at London City, um, yeah. there's probably about four or five that do, you know, full-time training, things like that. Um, Villa have got some full-time players. I might be wrong. I don't know about Sheffield. Um, they may have one or two. Um, but things like that, I think if, if they got help financially, again, Durham, Durham, I don't think because of this licence criteria, yeah. would necessarily make... I mean, they look at, you know, there's everything. In, there's the finances, there's player welfare, there's medical costs, there's training facilities, the ground has got to be up to standard because I know that's one reason why Tottenham moved. Um, so I think yeah. difficult, especially for Durham because they're not associated to a men's team. Um, Sheffield and Villa are obviously pretty much well looked after by their men's team. They've thrown money at it this year. Um, you know, they will have that backing. Um, London City Lionesses, I know they've gone it alone. They're not attached now to yes. Millwall. Um, yeah. However, as far as I'm aware, what I was told, they do have a, a big sponsor this year, kind of funding them and their players to be full time. But I just think, again, you know, you're looking next year, it's got to be sustained. And if one of them teams come up, it's got to be at a higher level. But I, I'd completely agree with the fact that obviously, one, the WSL needs to be extended, possibly even make, if it would be possible, the championship full time. Yeah. Oh. You know, why, why not try? If, if clubs can financially commit to that and players can, why, why not try it? I'm yeah. sure it'll be the benefit of obviously, you know, everybody, those teams, even the national team at some point. And then, like you say, that feed into the Conti Cup. Because at the moment, the Conti Cup seems to be like a, a North East South group stage. And then they've changed it again this year, whereas it used to be North couldn't draw South. And now anybody can draw anyone. And it's like Man City that have come second to us in our group have got a championship team. I mean, no disrespect to Sheffield, but it's like, like you say, where's the incentive to come top of your group? We've been drawn at home, which is great against WSL, and then, and you know, an easy pass and get a team. You know, it's just for me, like you say, it does need to shake up the Conti Cup. I don't think mid midweek attendances are just low. I think it doesn't help. You know, I mean, the way we've done it, we ended up with Leicester in ours. That's you know, it's a Midlands club. You know, it's not. I mean, those players are part time. They've got to come from work, then they've got to travel up to Manchester, and it's just like you know, it's not. It's not ideal at all. And again, it's one of them where, like, like you said, because it's not straight knockout. You look at, I mean, without being disrespectful, I looked at that group and I thought, right, three points against Birmingham, three points against Leicester. You know, likely capable of beating Everton, which we did. And then obviously, City was, you know, the unexpected one. And you kind of you sat looking at it like, you know, is it is it doing a disservice and a disrespect to the competition in a way because it doesn't give those smaller teams a chance because they're just chucked every year in a group. I know Durham 
there was something about Durham last year and they were saying they didn't want to get through the group because of the travel and the costs and the expense. And it's just like, what what's the point in being in that competition in the yeah. first place? Uh, just for me, else, you know, no. Whereas if they like, you know, like say put it in a pot, a bit like the men's um, Carabao Cup or whatever it's called these days. Um, it seems to be like done on a kind of the EFL trophy a bit for me, where it's like grouped and then the knockouts. Whereas if you just did a straight knockout, it gives them smaller clubs a bit of a chance. You know, they might more likely to get say a team in the league below and involve them national league teams, the third tier. You know, yeah. get WSL, get the championship, get the national league because there's north and south. And throw they, they throw them in for the FA Cup. You guys all throw them in. They need money. Yeah, you know? it's really funny. why not? Why yeah. not? Because I just you know the FA Cup in itself, you get non-league teams. Yeah, I mean it's got to. It's got something's got to give, and you've got to try something in order to move forward. If you don't try, you're never going to know. If we want to grow the game and we want to help, you know, these smaller teams, you know, compete and you know really get somewhere. You, you, yeah, it's got it's got to give somewhere. It really has. I mean, I know they've tried changing it this year in terms of putting a few more on weekends, which is fine. But again, it just, it's one of them, you know, where it's still going to be looked at as, oh, well, we're only playing, you know, the likes of, say, Leicester. We'll not yeah. bother with that one today because, you know, it's Leicester. And I mean, that's not the mindset of us kind of like hardcore fans, but let's say your average fan that might think, oh, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's Leicester. I'll skip that one, you know. The like, you know, pe- people that may not even live locally, you know, somebody like I don't know yourself or some from London. Someone like Rodney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't mean that in a bad way. You, you know what I mean? Don't you think you look at it? We've got fans, you know, even as far as like South Coast and people yeah. down there, just looking at it and just think, you know, do they really want to come on a Thursday night when it's cold, it's wet, and it's our reserves playing Leicester? And you're just thinking, no, there's no appeal to it at all. There's no yeah. appeal to that competition. I'm, but I'm, not, I'm struggling getting to the LSV. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, listen, it's not it's not practical at the best of times midweek, but, you know, it, it's one of them. But I, I definitely would be all for a shake up of that and, you know, more in the league. I'd like to think that they'd look to put more in, really, once it's yeah. all balanced out. Yeah, I, I, for me personally, I, I just the, the, the league needs to grow in terms of numbers. Yeah. The Conti Cup needs to change in terms of. The knockout, as you said, in, incorporating yep. and involving non-league teams. You know, non-league teams. Well, there are teams. Yeah. Just the, the, you know, the only way the women's game is going to grow in terms of the caliber and the um, the love for the game, I would say, in terms of the the, yeah. the opportunity, is if mm. you know that you can you can play in 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 the FA Cup as a non-league team or the Conti Cup as it is as a non non-league yeah. player, you will be up for it. You oh, will definitely. be up for it, and you will yeah. want to do your level best, yeah. and and that sometimes you might find, uh, as a as a as a Liverpool team or a Man United team or a Chelsea, you might find a gem. You might say, you know what, our scouts have missed yeah. someone. We've yeah. seen a player that we need to go and get, because they're playing at a team, or in a level that they, you know, yeah. they they they, we we know they're going to be much much better. And it, it, for me, it just makes total sense to do that. But in terms of this current format, it just seems too staged for a better mm. word and I, I yeah you know you, you all you're wanting to see now is who gets to the semi-finals and who gets to the finals that's it isn't it you just think it's just well i think the other issue is they don't they don't broadcast games which for me is a bit why it, it just i don't know it, it kind of rattles me a little bit because you get i mean you know fans abroad for example oh well we can't find it and obviously they rely on you know barmy army 
Twitter updates. Um, yeah. I mean, journalists are the same. You know, some of them say, oh, you know, thanks to you guys, we know what's going on at your game. But again, you don't broadcast it. You can't even get the final anywhere. So it's like, you know, you, you kind of, you're going back, not backwards, but you, you're not doing yourself any favours, you know, by not putting it on there. I mean, United, they'll probably show on MUTV, but you have to pay for it. Yeah, so you go, you're there straight away. You're targeting a select number of people who have paid a subscriber, which I get because it's a money making thing. But at the end of the day, if you're not showing games and you can't be mad to broadcast them, you know, it's not fair on the league, it's not fair on the players, you know, even the fans, really. I think yeah. it's doing it a bit of a disservice. But like you said, there is, you'd be surprised, there's actually quite a few players that have come from lower leagues. I mean, you know, obviously Ella was at Blackburn, um, Kiro yeah. Walsh. Man City was Blackburn, Georgia Stanway was at Blackburn, yeah. Rachel Brown used to be at Blackburn, and there is, like you say, there are some good players further down the leagues, um, yeah. and it's just a case of, like you say, finding them, you know, that, that could be life-changing for some of those players. Well, it's just the opportunity. Of course they do, they deserve the chance, because, you know, like you say, let's say you're a third-tier side, let's say a, a Watford or a Newcastle, you know, and you get the chance to play Man City in the Cup, what, what better, you know chance than the Conti Cup because it might not happen in the FA Cup so at least if you've got two cups a season you know how good is that for you and it's you yeah. know a, a reward for kind of all your, your effort your sacrifice and your hard work and it's brilliant yeah I mean the club that I went to watch the other day I mean apart from Crystal Palace Dull Dulwich Hamlet women versus Qu Queen's Park Rangers women yeah you know and I'm like thinking there's dead over 200 people there watching yeah you know and they've got their own little YouTube channel they're doing really good things within the community yeah I know that those girls would literally tear your arm off if they said, oh, we could be involved in the Conti Cup. They'd love it. Definitely. You know? yeah. but, but just, I just don't know. And in, ter and in terms of it not being um, televised, this is the bit that I don't get with the FA. No. They want to grow it. They've pro they provided a really good platform in terms of the FA player. I go onto the FA player. I oh, I love that. Register. I click yeah. on the it's Conti Cup and, and they have highlights from last year. I'm like, you're kidding yeah. me. Seriously, yeah, it, this it, is what is this? Another thing, though, it, w it would be good for those teams financially, them lower teams. I mean, you know, it's sim similar if you look at the men's in the FA Cup, those small teams, some of them, you know, if they draw a bigger team, that can help them run for like, you know, year. I mean, obviously, you know, they pay players and further down, you know, they don't, but just things of the running costs of the club, you know, things like kit, things like travel, it can massively help. And I just, yeah. like you say, not showing it on. Or even on the app, if they showed it on the app, you know, people couldn't argue because the app's free, so then it's up to them. It's not on telly, it's, you know, it's one of them, yeah. but I think definitely yeah. it's got to be on the app. You've got this app now, done really well, great feedback from it, and then you're not using it to your strengths, you'll show the league and you'll show the FA Cup when that happens and that's it. That's the thing. I'm going to say this now. Uh, for those who are organising and controlling the FA player, you've got fans out there that want to see the games. You need to show them the games. And on top of that, if you're short of commentators, mm. there's plenty for each team. Give us a matter of but we're Try. available. <laughs> <laughs> I think just things, I mean, you know, obviously there's there's that and then it's just, it's one of them where I think the FA have maybe, it might have been mentioned, I could be wrong, mentioned like, you know, the Premier League taking over. I mean, you know, fine, try it, you know. If they've got more money, they were, I mean, something that still annoys me is the advertising. I think the advertising does, you know, it is a bit of a letdown. Yeah. And that's not aimed at any club specifically. That's just a, a general kind of, you know, me yeah. thinking of the whole league. You know, there does need to be a lot more. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the impact from the World Cup now, the England games. I attended my first England game four years ago. Yeah. And 
just turn up on the day now you're having to buy them in advance because it sells out which is fantastic but capitalize on that yeah get it, down get people in at your local club advertise things get people in if you can't run it sell it to the premier league and let somebody with money take over and start investing properly and and this is the bit and then we've kind of gone off a little bit from the wsl well no we have but it's good <laughs> yeah we this have. is the bit about the fa and it's linked to the wsl that the fa are saying we're doing this but you're not really doing enough because if yeah. if you and I can say these are the avenues that you can try, yeah. then there must be someone in the FA sitting down saying the same thing. And if they're not, yeah. why aren't they? But I think for me, like we've obviously we're looking to hopefully get an official supporters club going um, in the near future. I think for me, why not have you know every team having an official supporters club? We have one, maybe two representatives. Good. We meet yearly or every six monthly with somebody from the FA as collective fans of these these clubs and discuss and sit down. They say, right, we can see it from your point of view. Here's our point of view. You know, this will work. Yeah, great. We love the idea. This won't work because and put us in the loop. You know, at the end of the day, mm. as much as it's, you know, for the players, it's also for the fans. And I think, well, you know, get, get people on board. There's so many people out there that do so many great things, not just at our club, but, you know, other clubs. I know we've, we went down to Villa um, a couple of months ago to watch them. I think that was um, yeah. a contract up on a Saturday evening as we played on the Sunday. Mm. We're talking to their supporters club and they're getting things going, you know, and it is great. Spurs as well, when we're early in the season, they're getting, you know, a lot better. So I just think now is the time for everybody else to, you know, ideas across collectively, something can be done. Yeah. Do you know something? It, it's it, we, We've got the campaign going, Matt. We've got the campaign we going. Get hashtag now and start roping people in. <laughs> yeah, let's think of something... We'll be the pioneers. And drive three words, three key words. What could it be? Sort it out. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> as polite as I could get. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, it could be, and, and you know, but the fans are important. Yeah. Um, it, for me, you score a goal. It's a great goal, but it's only a great goal if someone sees it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Speaking of fans, I do want to touch because I think this this deserves massive credit, and I think you might have seen it. The um, Instagram post from Casey with the Christmas card. I've not seen it. No. Oh uh, right. So obviously Sunday got postponed. Um, yeah. Early doors. Um, I'm not good and... with Instagram. <laughs> well, you're missing out. And uh, yeah, Kate, Casey put up a post, um, and I, I've got it here actually. It was a Christmas card, and it says, um, "To the best fans, thank you for your incredible support throughout 2019. Your support means so much to myself and the team. We're all on this journey together. I hope you have a lovely Christmas, and let's look forward to a good 2020. Merry Christmas, Casey." And oh. she was actually, yeah, she did say she was going to present that um, to the fans on Sunday, which obviously she didn't get a chance to do. But I just thought, you know. What a great touch. And it just kind of, like you say, it does hit home that although we are fans, you know, especially at United, we are seen as like a part of that journey, which is fantastic. Yeah. I think that that for me, I know other members have said the same, you know, I think that just sets, you know, the best from the rest. You know, how many other supporters groups or managers would have got that, you know, um, and kind of done that. So I think for me, that, that just literally like insane, like absolutely brilliant. It speaks volumes, really. One of the club and two of the kind of the manager and the staff, you know, it's great that, you know, it is recognised, one, what we're bringing, two, you know, that everyone is in this together, you know, they lose, we lose, they feel it. We feel... <laughs> Don't get too much. You know. They feel it. It was, though, it was one of them at the time. Are you looking at you think, oh, wow, you know, it was, it, it was a good thing. <laughs> hey listen I'm sure you weren't the only one getting too emotional I'm sure Natalie would have 
lost it. Absolutely lost she, it. But no, she it, would have lost it, yeah. It was a very good touch. That's why I needed to mention that. I think, you know, I could say credit where credit's due. I just think, you know, fantastic about getting fans involved and everybody together, singing off the same kind of page. You know, we do mirror that or try to mirror that in the stands, the passion. That's great. Uh, do you know what? I think we've covered nearly everything. We could almost end it there, but I'm going to ask you one more thing. Go on. One more thing. Um, you're decorating uh, your Christmas tree. And you've realised that two of your favourite players are coming round for dinner. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Somebody's going to kill me because this is going to backfire on me, isn't it, with certain people? A certain player, should I say, not certain oh, people. I Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, this is actually not as hard as I thought because i tell you why. Um, Barmy Army put a poll out the other day about, you know, player of the season and it was yeah. based in minutes and the thing what kind of it didn't annoy me but it was like oh and it was the same last year it was difficult you can only pick one and the groups Mary with Hayley Ladd so the group to my original favorite with like <laughs> I mean I knew Hayley was a fantastic player and I knew how you knew what we were getting but Mary was always number one and then they chucked Hayley in and it was like no don't do this to me because Hayley at the moment is my player of the season I'm sure she's many others as well so I think to answer your question for me, it's got to be Mary and Hayley Ladd. I think I'd just be dead interesting. Two favourites at the moment anyway for me. I mean, like I say, I love them all. But if I had to choose two for me, it's it's got to be that. At least you didn't say one like they did. Oh, pick one. I have to go for Mary, though. Apologies no. to Hayley. I have to go for Mary. I can't let down now. Do you know what? I've, I've made a note of that and I'm just saying... Matt now doesn't like the rest of this. <laughs> no, don't put that. Upset. <laughs> but no, oh, you know, oh, I put it on the group. I was like, right, who's created this now? Why have we got these two here? You could have thrown in somebody else and made it easier. You know what I mean? But listen, it's one of them. You've got a head head ruled heart on that one. Head said Mary, so Mary it was. Okay, fair dues. Yeah, and uh, flag, so you've got to still... She's got the flag. I've got a flag now, so I've got to bigger up still, regardless. Yeah. So, I, I feel it's only right that I kind of answer my own question. Go on. Um, and it's really strange because I only thought of that a moment ago. So now <laughs> I'm having... <laughs> <laughs> so that question wasn't planned. I wanted to know that. Hey, listen, um, no, it's a good question. I think definitely have um, to report back next year. You can bring a plus one fan to the Christmas dinner, the players. <laughs> Who do you bring? Why? You just have 21 of us. Is that? 21 and it's all Haley. Yeah, email the club and ask, can we do it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, Haley's got to be there. Haley's got to be one. 100%. Sorry. And, um, oh, gosh, this is hard. It is hard because it's hard. Mean, for me, I could easily put Millie on there. Millie's like, she's very yeah. energetic and fun, you know, there's loads you could literally. Um, do you know what? This is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this person's name, and then people are gonna go. You know what? Is there's a running theme with him? <laughs> Martha. <laughs> Martha. Yeah. Martha. Yeah. I so. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I tell you what. If you get somebody else, or you speak to somebody else. Ask him about Martha's new song. It's brilliant. Oh right. Okay. Heartbeat, and we went for uh, Martha Harris of MUFC. Honestly. We, we got it going at Birmingham. There's a video somewhere and we were shouting Natalie down and it was hilarious because she couldn't compete. <laughs> and then some somebody said, I think it was um, Gareth mentioned something about singing it and then it, it just ended up going silly because we was like, oh, Christmas carol songs, you know, and all this. Carol singing this new song, but no, Matt. Yeah, it'd be interesting that. 
That'll be interesting. No, All right. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm going to say thank you, Matt, for joining me on this uh, 2019 WSL Man United Women review. Uh, it's uh, Again, um, obviously, there's no games next week, so... No. You know, we'll, we'll have to kind of mull over what we do next. But, two um, weeks off. Two weeks off. I'm sure people will be pulling crackers and sending Instagram postcards. And um, yeah, nice touch from, as 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 we say, the gaffer. Mm -hmm. um, and I look forward to catching up with you uh, and the rest of you guys in uh, 2020. God, can you believe it? 2020. Oh, time flies, Big, eh? Yeah, no, big things are coming. All right, see you later. Bye. Thank you.